0: This is agri Daybreak West for Tuesday, February 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines: Water law advice for drought. FDA nominees set for vote and USTR talks with China are tough. Water law experts urge new policies for drought and climate change. A team of California law professors and other water policy experts have presented state lawmakers with a set of recommendations for updating water laws to address drought and climate change. This is not a blow-up-the-water-rights-boxes approach. They wrote in a new report, it's a focused approach to updating existing laws, regulations, and funding. The group recommends adopting the controversial Bay Delta plan and boosting freshwater flows to support fish populations. They suggest updating the water code to allow the state water board to better investigate claims to water rights and to push local groundwater agencies to prioritize domestic wells in sustainability plans. The report also calls for more funding for monitoring and various other needs and more attention to environmental justice. Western drought is driest since the year 800. The new paper says the current drought in the southwest is one of the driest it's been in about 1,200 years, researchers said in a study published in Nature Climate Change. After what the authors called, quote, exceptional drought severity last year, 2000 to 2021 was the driest 22-year period since at least 800, according to the paper. This drought will very likely persist through 2022, matching the duration of the late 1500s mega drought, they said in the paper, whose lead author is UCLA geographer Park Williams. Existing climate models have shown that the current drought would have been given dry even without climate change but not to the same extent, UCLA said in a news release attributing about 42 percent of the soil moisture deficit since 2000 to the human-caused climate change. The researchers looked at the area from southern Montana to northern Mexico and from the Pacific Ocean to the Rocky Mountains. U.S. suspends Mexico avocado imports. The U.S. has suspended all imports of Mexican avocados That after a plant safety inspector received a threatening message at his cell phone that may have come from the Alisto cartel. The decision came just a day ahead of the Super Bowl, though it did not affect supplies for game day. Mexico's avocado exports total about $3 billion annually. Suppliers' production shortfall may slow glyphosate deliveries. A substantial reduction in production rates at a manufacturing plant that supplies one of the raw ingredients needed to make glyphosate will affect Bayer's ability to deliver products containing the chemical, the company says. Bayer's global head of active ingredient manufacturing said at a force majeure announcement for customers on Friday, Bayer's ability to supply its customers with glyphosate or glyphosate-containing products as agreed upon in certain agreements or under accepted purchase orders, has been impacted. Force majeure is used to shield companies from liability when an event occurs that is unforeseeable. In a statement yesterday, the company said the mechanical failure at the unidentified supplier's plant quote may have some short-term impacts on our production of the active ingredient to manufacture glyphosate. You can read our full report at Agripulse.com. FDA nominee set for vote. Robert Califf is one step closer to a second tenure as head of the Food and Drug Administration. That after the Senate voted 49 to 45 last night to advance his nomination. Califf served as FDA commissioner during the last year of the Obama administration after being confirmed 89 to four. But this time around, they've faced opposition from some senators, mostly Democrats, because of his ties to pharmaceutical companies. Some Republicans have turned against him over FDA's decision to ease access to abortion pills. Take note, FDA regulates 80% of the U.S. food supply, everything other than meat, poultry, and some egg products. U.S. trade representative, talks with China are difficult. U.S. negotiators continue to meet with their Chinese counterparts to try to get China to fulfill pledges it made under the Phase 1 trade pact. But it's been tough, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai told the U.S. Grains Council at its annual meeting this week. Tai said that China's purchases have not fully met the level committed under the agreement, but also stressed that these are difficult discussions. Take note, Tai noted that free trade agreements are, quote, One of the most well-known tools in the USTR's toolbox, but did not directly address the possibility of negotiating any new trade packs. Still, she did stress that she knows the US ag sector is hungry for new markets and promised, quote, bilateral, multilateral, and regional engagement on behalf of farmers. NASS urges response to classification survey to aid preparation of ag census. USDA's National Agriculture Statistics Service, NASS, has extended the deadline until March 7th for ag producers to respond to the National Agricultural Classification Survey, which will help NASS build the survey recipient list for the 22 Census of Agriculture. The survey was mailed to more than a million households in December, and NASS said response is required under federal law by all who receive it. Even if they're not a farmer or rancher. The original deadline was January 24th. Questionnaires can be completed online at agcounts.usda.gov or by mail or by phone. Here's today's She Said It Dogs and Cats have the right to be respected as sentient beings that experience complex feelings. That Judy Manusco, President and CEO of Social Compassion and Legislation, Van Cusa was praising the dog and cat Bill of Rights recently introduced as a measure in the legislature. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, February 15th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit agripulse.com. For Agripulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.